Welcome into the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray, a locally produced program devoted to bringing you a fresh perspective on housing, diving into the issues that matter most. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. Now, Kevin Ray. Welcome into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. I am your host, and I want to thank you for stopping in today. Very excited to be here with my executive producer and co-host, Mark Griffith. Thank you all for joining us. And I tell you, it feels like I've been gone for a long time. You have been. Yeah, I have been, actually. You want to tell everybody what happened? Oh, no, no, no. It's okay. I had a little accident at work. I, I did a uh, boom in the yeah, head. And I had a concussion. So my great co-host, uh, took over we last had to fill week. in that was right and it was a great show by the way i enjoyed thanks it. thanks for not um, throwing me under the bus too much i didn't yeah it's okay um but we're excited today because one of the things that we try to do that's so exciting for us is to get out and listen and, and kind of interchange information with realtors and our loan officers um and this is such a market where this is a great show for um everybody that's out there that's considering buying a home maybe they're wanting to get pre-qualified maybe they're wanting to list their home they're hearing about about their friends and family having some success. But before we introduce our guests, I do want to tell you how to plug in with us. Number one, you can go to thehousinghour.com. You can find all of our shows and past shows there. Um, we're on all of the um, social media networks. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash thehousinghour. We're on Twitter at thehousinghour. And what's your Pinterest account, Mark? Uh, it's not my Pinterest. <laughs> and so um, connect with us there. We'd love to have you. So in studio with us, we have Jeannie Alley with Century 21 one select properties and our very own Jackie Gonzalez Pullen uh, with Mortgage Investors Group Oak Ridge. Thank you all so much for joining us. Nice to be here. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we're excited because number one, it's uh, it's summer. Actually, we're about twenty eight days officially till summer, but we're in that spring rush. And you know, I think right now is the best time to talk to people about. Hey, are you considering listing your home? It's not too late to get your home listed and be in a great position to sell your home. So first, why don't we do this? I want to introduce um, Jeannie, let our listeners, because Jackie, you've been on a couple of times, at least once I know, but I want Jeannie to tell us a little bit about yourself, what it is that you do, and just give us kind of the, the broad uh, scope of what goes on in your life. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for having me today. Absolutely. Um, I am a realtor with Century 21. Um, mm -hmm. My background, I've been in real estate for over 14 years or so. Uh, background consists of lending and, and mainly appraising mm -hmm. and now more so now realtor side mm -hmm. of it. Uh, and um, we just stay busy. We have been just, it's an amazing season right now to go ahead and start listing your home. Mm -hmm. So we've been covered up. Um, but uh, I do listings and I do, uh, and I help buyers as a buyer's representation mm -hmm. as well. And um, so I can say we do about 50%. Uh, I, I say we because I have an assistant. I'm not mm -hmm. a team. I, I do mm -hmm. this solely on my own. Mm -hmm. um, but we do 50% of both both sides. So stay busy, but it's a, it's a great time right now. Our inventory is low mm -hmm. and we're at a... I believe a statistic that I read the other day is a 15-year low wow. on our inventory. Mm -hmm. um, so it has become a very much a seller's market mm -hmm. right now. Tons of multiple offers taking place. Um, and unfortunately, it may not be the best scenario as 
as coming in as a first time home buyer, mm -hmm. you learn a lot. Absolutely. Your first, usually your first time around, and then you make sure that you don't do that the second time. Let so. me ask you this, because you were um, appraiser in the past, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you feel that definitely helps um, you when you get into a listing um, appointment and you're mm -hmm. trying to explain to them kind of here's what the market uh, is doing right now. I bet you that gives you a big advantage to be able to differentiate yourself from other realtors because you can say, you know, hey, I've been on the other side of this. I understand where the, you know, the value is going to be coming from and how people analyze that. Right. Yeah. Um, you have to be very careful because I have to make, I, I don't carry my license any longer mm -hmm. as an appraiser. However, I do do the disclosure of, um, even though I can get you pretty close on the market value and adjustments. Mm -hmm. and, and I try to be very careful with that though. Mm -hmm. But as far as com creating a comparative market analysis for my folks, mm -hmm. um, I'm usually a little bit more accurate than most of the CMAs that uh, you can auto automatically generate. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's the plus side. You're better than a estimate. Yeah, hopefully. Right. <laughs> so, but um, it has helped. It, it, yeah. it has. So. I bet. Now, when you are looking to get somebody pre-qualified, let's bring Jackie in here because mm -hmm. I know that that's so key to your job is having that, you know, that relationship with someone because let's face it, you don't want to drive around in a car for five hours only to find out later this person is not ready, you know? Okay. And so Jackie, when you get someone in your office or on the phone or whatever the case may be, and maybe it's a referral from Jeannie, for instance, um, what is your goal when you do that? Are you, you're trying to find them with the best fit and get them with the best loan product. Walk me through how that works when Jeannie refers someone to you. Well, my goal obviously is to make sure they're looking at the right price range of home, mm -hmm. uh, getting in with the right amount of money based on the, the cash they have in hand, um, the area that they're looking in and hone in on it so that again, it's not just a credit issue, it's also a market issue so that Jeannie's, you know, going to the properties that they're most likely to um, purchase on payment, cash, area. Mm -hmm. um, so that's really my goal. And yeah. to keep them comfortable with their payment. Um, obviously, credit does come into it. So sometimes we have to work on people with their credit. And, mm -hmm. and you know, we try to give everybody a timeline. If you do A, B, and C, we expect in six months you'll be ready to go. And then we stay in touch with them. Mm -hmm. And then when they're ready to go, we get back in touch with Jeannie. And then right. she'll, she'll be able to take it from there. But Yeah. Um, now, when you, when you get someone like Jack, because I know Jackie personally. Mm -hmm. I've known her for years. I know where her heart is. Mm -hmm. And I know that she does the right thing. And she's the hardest worker I've probably ever met. Is that it's probably comforting to have somebody on your team like Jackie, I would imagine. It is amazing. Because yeah. I know when I let go of basically of those buyers and mm -hmm. say, here, go ahead and get pre-qualified, right. uh, I know that it's in the best hands, honestly. Right. Um, and she has the best intention for this buyer. We figure out what their goals are as far as purchasing. Mm -hmm. And if they can't obtain them, then we, we can definitely try to get really close. Yeah. Because so, I mean, if you think about realtors, you know, that you may know, um, for whatever reason, maybe they haven't established a relationship with the lender, but I have to think that that has to be up on the priority chart. If you're a new realtor, you need to partner with somebody. And I'm not saying this Jackie or, or Mark or Shannon or any of the Norma or any of the people in our company, but is that a, an important thing for people that are out there listening who are, who are right now a realtor or considering being one? Um, 
getting a relationship with a lender that you can trust. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think that would be uh, the first thing that you wanted to do in business as a realtor because you've got to know who your team is. Mm -hmm. That's, I mean, I, I say team very loosely, but mm -hmm. you have many folks that you work with as vendors and mm -hmm. you have to know that you are putting them in good hands um, or giving them options. And as a realtor, you can't really steer them in one way or another. You can give them options and- You can't? No, no I know, right? <laughs> I, I know, I know, I'm just kidding. Um, but um, when you do give them a list of lenders, you know, these are the folks that you trust in. And, mm -hmm. and this is how um, you establish your business as a realtor as um, and developing uh, trust with your buyers. Right. So Th that's, that's, that's such a good point because anybody that you refer is going to reflect yourself, absolutely. you know, and Jackie, as, as we talk about the lending aspect of this, um, you've been around for a little while. I don't want to, <laughs> but <laughs> you've seen the, the entire, transition you know in first-time home buyers you know whether that be you're buying your first home and i know personally that you have worked with first-time home buyers and then had them buy three homes and then you've even now worked with maybe their kids even right. potentially right. but how important is that relationship well i think first of all when in in reference to working with real estate agents i think you just like in any other partnership you have to see eye to eye on things morally and mm. you know looking looking out for the best interest of your clients and I think if, if you're not on the same page with with mm. the lender and the realtor the clients know it there's not a good um, you know there's just not a good uh, that's a good point I mean we just have to always see eye to eye and, and not that doesn't always happen and in that case the realtor will move on and mm -hmm. I move on and that's okay right. That's right. Okay. Not everybody gets along perfectly. So, right. Um, and uh, it, it's interesting now because now I'm doing loans for my kids' <laughs> classmates, which is kind of <laughs> it's on some level horrifying. But uh, it's all right. <laughs> but you know, I did loans for their parents, and now kids that graduated with my son, who's getting ready to be 24, they're getting married and buying mm -hmm. houses, and it's great. And I'm getting the calls from the mothers that I know saying. You know, I, they're not going to listen to me, but they'll listen to you. Mm. So can you do this, this, and this? So I'm getting the covert <laughs> calls from the moms I love to it. call I the love kids it. to tell them what to do. And That's but then, wonderful. But then the mom never really steps out of the picture, just for the record. Mm. She's still calling me during the entire process. Right. But, you know, it's pretty funny. Well, that's great because that funny. that's you being open to doing things the right way, but also getting the help of other people. And I do want to bring Mark in for a moment. He's hiding from the camera, but he's, he is here. For those of you who are watching our post-productive video um, of, of this show, um, but Mark, you've measured a lot of houses, mm -hmm. right, as a realtor, and we know what measuring houses means, but you go out there and you do a market analysis. Um, if you were a potential buyer, w would you not want someone who has been down the road of, and I know that you're not still an appraiser, you don't hold that license, but if I'm a potential you know, seller, for instance, and I want to say, okay, I want somebody that's going to understand the values in my neighborhood, but also is going to be able to speak to me in terms of, hey, we need to, you know, list it at this price and this is why. Would right. you not want somebody that could understand that? Well, and I've said this on the show before. Um, as a professional, I've been in the business since I was 22 years old. When I go buy a property today, mm. I still use a real estate agent before that go out in front of me. Even if it's a for sale by owner, 
I get a real estate agent to go in and negotiate for me. Are you flipping houses or I'm something? Not, no. <laughs> What's going but on I over did. here? The, the last house I bought, it was a for sale by owner, and I got an agent, and I right. said, I'm not, I'm not touching this this uh, owner. And they went in, and sure enough, we had trouble. But it was because of that professionalism of that real estate agent, we were able to keep that deal together. Right. So that's the importance of a real estate agent. And I, But I, my question for Jeannie is that uh, Jackie alluded to the fact that you have age differences. We've got baby boomers that are coming out and they're getting older. And we have millennials because our kids are millennials, Jackie, mm-hmm. and they're buying homes. What's the communication difference between the, the baby boomers like me and the kids of millennials? Because technology is different. Communication is different. How do you do that it? That was going to be my second segment, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Oh, okay. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Go ahead. Thanks, Mark. Go ahead, Jeannie. That's a great question. Uh, well, I can tell you that there is a lot of, uh, with the millenniums, a lot of texting, mm-hmm. a lot of emails, more so texting than anything. Um, just be, they don't like to pick the, the phone, you know, mm-hmm. uh, which is okay because it, in their busy life, they're probably working and doing everything that they possibly can. And, and that's how they communicate. They could have five conversations going on mm-hmm. at the same time um and uh it, it's and so it differs just a little bit with uh baby boomers they mm-hmm. like the personalism mm-hmm. that comes in with conversations right. and meeting in person and even more so when you get into your seniors that you do not do mm-hmm. any kind of electronic forms <laughs> with them <laughs> now i have some that are very savvy right <laughs> and they can they can do it but uh it, it, it's just like opposite spectrum, totally. Mm-hmm. And you have to be able to handle that. Uh-huh. You know, whether you're a loan officer or you're a realtor or you're a manager or whatever position you're in, you have to be able to speak multiple digital languages. Let's mm-hmm. just face it. Well, we're going to continue this conversation right here on the Housing Hour. We have in studio with us Jeannie Alley of Century 21 Select Properties and Jackie Gonzalez-Pullen uh, with the Oak Ridge Mortgage Investors Group Operations. We'll be right back after these messages. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Inside a rebel heart, we down our weapons now. We raise our Welcome back into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. Thank you all for stepping in with us today. Um, we're continuing our conversation about home ownership with Jeannie Alley of Century 21 Select Properties and uh, Jackie Gonzalez Pullen uh, with Mortgage Investors Group. And we were speaking about millennials a moment ago. And I was mentioning off air that I feel um, that millennials tend to want to communicate. And I think Jackie made the point through text and other means. And then I I don't know that it's just millennials, but that's certainly the lion's share of of the people who want to communicate that way. And we, as people who provide services, kind of have to adapt to whatever the the client wants. And um, but I do want to switch gears a little bit, Jeannie, if you don't mind. 
because these millennials, you know, they do a lot of Googling and, you know, they kind of try to find what's the best way to sell a home or, you know, they want to get to the crux of what's the best way. And I do that sometimes too. Last mm-hmm. night, um, I was trying to figure out how to do some, I was trying to figure out how to throw a Frisbee with my son. <laughs> and so I Googled it. And so we were like, oh, okay. And, you know, we were Googling how to throw a Frisbee and he, and he got it pretty good by this YouTube video. So I tend to think that that's the way people do it. But about selling a home, um, you know, staging, I think, is one of the most undersold things because it can make a huge difference. Mm -hmm. When you go into a listing appointment, um, is that one of the things that you talk about immediately to say, hey, this is how we can get this done? It's a a huge point that I make Mm -hmm. when we're there. Um, uh, When I'm talking to a, a seller, the first thing I want to do is look through their home Mm -hmm. to see what kind of amenities that we have that we're working with that we can sell as a, Mm -hmm. a, as a high selling point or one of their best features and or how much junk they have, right? (laughs) Junk be gone. (laughs) So these nice features are not seen because they have clutter (laughs) and you know, people live, you know, you know, (laughs) you you want to, you have to lightly take them, you know, mm-hmm. and, and guide them into saying, well, you've got to, you really need to clear out the house. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, so they can see these nice features. Um, right. Otherwise, it takes eight seconds for someone to decide if they want to be in oh, the house. Oh, wow, yeah. yeah honestly, that first impression, First huh? impression. It really is. So yeah. um, it's a huge thing. So I would say personal items, lots of clutter, things that you don't really need on the shelves, go ahead and take those off. Mm. It doesn't have to be bare, but mm-hmm. um, it, 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 you think of a, a staged model home, that's the type of thought process that you have to get your clients to think about. All of the extra items that you could do without, go ahead and put those up. Mm. Um, but it's a huge factor. You like the Like the pictures going up the staircase of yes. the child from kindergarten all the yeah. way up. You know, maybe that could come down and we could put some generic photos or, or exactly. not photos, generic pictures or something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you go in and even say maybe uh, this lime green is, is awesome. We think it's beautiful, but maybe we should. I mean, do you go to that extent to where we might even have to paint some walls? When I go in, we evaluate the home, mm-hmm. uh, and I have a list of items that uh, they should possibly do, and that mm-hmm. includes painting, decluttering, mm, okay. different things. Now, um, what I offer, and there's different agents that will do different things, but I do offer to come in and help them stage their house. I, mm-hmm. I give them a day of my time. My wow. assistant will come in and will help you move things to the garage. Mm-hmm. Um, those are things that we offer as a listing agent. That's pretty awesome so, because that's not everybody's not doing that. Yeah. What about the curb appeal? Because I know you know people make a quick decision when they walk into the house, but do they ever make a quick decision when they drive up? Absolutely. Curb appeal is, it, you have to get them in the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're curb appeal, you have junk and a couch and a few other items on the front porch. You ever become a landscaper? Uh, yes. Mm. <laughs> Sometimes that's included in part of listing the homes for <laughs> with, yeah. with me. Um, but it is a huge, it's a huge deal. So you've got to get them in the door. And that means a, a clean yard in a, a maintained yard and then when they come in the house it has to be a, a, a clean and picked up home mm-hmm. and not only that the smell if mm. you have animals we love our fur babies but mm-hmm. we have to make sure that the smell is appealing to them as well right so those are yeah the, that's the, a, and that goes to the first impression because i mm-hmm. remember when i was um, going to look for my first home mm-hmm. and 
it was very apparent to me that these people had cats that mm. did not have litter boxes. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. I walked in and I was gone. It may have been the best home. I could have probably done, a, done an HGTV remodel and it could have been great. But it is. It's one of those things that turns you off. Mm. Um, so another thing on the interior part of it, um, do you even consider in, in your list you know, maybe some pieces of furniture or, you know, accessories and things like that. And how do you go about getting those pieces? Do you rent them? You know, how does that work? Um, it, it, you know, there's a couple of different ways that we can go with the, the house. If, if the house has furniture in, in it, we, we either try to create a flow where the flow of the house is just appealing, mm-hmm. where you can invite people Maybe in. moving furniture around yes. potentially. Okay. So uh, the bigger items usually will come out of the house. Mm-hmm. It means sometimes in the entertainment systems or the larger couches. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, we try to move the bigger items out just to make it feel a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's usually the very, the living room and the kitchen are usually huge selling points when you first come into the house mm-hmm. because those are usually the first things that you see. Yeah. So. Well, let me ask you this question because, you know, I've been into some homes and, you know, people are so proud of their fishnets on the wall mm-hmm. or whatever it might be. And I mean, that has to be kind of a, a difficult conversation sometimes because some people say, well, what's wrong with my fishnets? People <laughs> love fishnets, you know, but then at the same time, that doesn't sell necessarily unless you have a captain from 1977 that just loves fishnets, <laughs> right. right? So if you're trying to, you know, promote your home to the masses, I mean, h- how do you have that conversation? Is it just really basically a numbers game for them? Is that what you try to do? Well, I, I think that um, we have that conversation that this is a business transaction mm-hmm. as of right now. Mm-hmm. You've decided to sell your house. Right. We need to stop your emotions with the home. Mm-hmm. And with those emotions, there are items that you're tied to that you love very dearly. Mm-hmm. And those items usually have to go mm-hmm. because these are items that well, may not appeal to everyone <laughs> when they come in. Yeah. So, That's right. um, so it is a business. Very much. I, I try to gear them that it is a business transaction from here on out. Mm-hmm. And if you, we'll, we follow this list that we gather and we put together depending on each home. Mm-hmm. Um, you want people to think about their items in the house, their clutter, not, oh my gosh, look at this fishnet over here. That is so gross. Or, mm-hmm. you know, getting their mind <laughs> off of the house. You don't, you don't want that <laughs> so much um, clutter to keep their mind off the home. Right. And that's right. the objection. Right. So that's the conversations and that we have. I watch a lot of HGTV because my wife watches it, not because I watch <laughs> yeah. it. But, <laughs> you know, when I sit, I, I love it. Um, but when you watch, you know, the ones where they're going in to purchase a home and they, you know, there's always that, oh my goodness, look at this paint or look at this wallpaper, you know, and Unfortunately, it's just the way our minds work, even though, you know, somebody like you, Jackie, for instance, you, because I know you've remodeled homes and, you know, you purchase your home in Briarcliff, for instance, and it's a completely, well, the one that you had in Briarcliff, it was a completely different home six months later, you know, but not everybody has that kind of ability to see what it can be. But like when you walked into Briarcliff to your home and what you did with it, what steps did you take when you were just kind of walking into it? You looked around, walk me through that because that would be a good insight for what buyers do. 
Well, I think, number one, you make a good point that not everybody has that vision. Mm -hmm. And I think that even even a house that doesn't have anything extraordinary as far as features or amenities, if it's move-in ready, mm -hmm. relatively neutral, people can see mm -hmm. themselves just moving in and putting their stuff there. That that Those houses go the fastest. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. Jeannie would uh, say that that's so. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, for people who like to knock down walls and <laughs> that type of thing. Yeah. I immediately see that. It's like I, I walk right. in and that wall has got to go. Mm -hmm. Right. Go. So, Amazingly, we're, we only have one minute left in this segment and we're going to continue talking about this because I think this is what people, especially right now, I love talking about it because it's what people want to hear about. How can I sell my home? You know, what do I need to do as a buyer to make, you know, the best deal I possibly can? And you handle both parts of that. And I also want to touch on foreclosures maybe and even talk about short sales because I understand you specialize in that as well. Um, and we're going to continue this conversation right after these messages. Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. And welcome back into the Housing Hour again. Kevin Ray here. I want to thank you guys for stopping in today and uh, discussing home ownership and, and, and also selling. Uh, we're having a great conversation today, and I certainly appreciate that. And we have Jeannie Alley with us with Century 21 Select Properties and uh, Jackie Gonzalez-Pullen as well with Mortgage Investors Group. And we're going to have their contact information on our website um, on thehousinghour.com. So you can go there and you can share this show with friends and family. Maybe you know someone from work or from church or just a friend uh, from maybe your kid's school or whatever the case may be. Um, you can share this with them so that you can link them up with a great realtor and a great loan officer, and they can help you definitely. And they'll even text with you as well <laughs> if you're one of those millennials out there. Um, but the conversation, we've talked so far a little bit about pre-qualifying. We've talked about relationships. We've talked about staging a home. Um, and now we're going to change gears again, go into third gear into maybe some of the possible hot topics that are out there right now. And, um, you know, one of the things that can get millennials in trouble is they Google something and they, they fill out a form on foreclosures and they end up getting a list or, you know, they think they're getting a list. And, you know, it's never about that. It's about getting your contact information so that people can spam, spam, spam. What you really need to do is to connect with a local expert that has access to the real data, the real foreclosures, so that, you know, for instance, for Jeannie, you could go in and say, this is not a good deal, this is not a good, here's some, and then you could, you could filter it to where, wow, these are five or six that are in your area. And so talk a little bit about those people that want foreclosures, you know, and, and how you address that. Sure. Uh, well, buying foreclosures are, it's a great opportunity, first of all. They're um, ideally the best way to buy a home and maybe in a neighborhood that you may not be able to afford mm. otherwise. Mm. Um, but Or you could get an older home that you have the, the characteristics that you love, but mm -hmm. with newer amenities mm -hmm. or the opportunity to change things. Mm -hmm. um, foreclosures, uh, fortunately, we don't have as many as we did when the recession took place. Mm -hmm. uh, but there are many great deals out there. Um, 
but getting the accurate list that's th that is the biggest challenge right now as as a buyer because you can get so many different results when you go online mm -hmm. um you, especially on Zillow or Trulia, they'll give you a list of pre-foreclosures that are not even close to being hmm. listed. Right. But it is a good thing to reach out to a professional that knows the market as foreclosures and, and you can get a list set up and they will feed automatically to the buyers. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow, uh, that's cool. Yeah, so it's um, a great opportunity though to get yourself into a home um, that you may want to build sweat equity or um, maybe if you, even if you want to enhance the neighborhood mm -hmm. that you're buying in. Um, it's definitely a better opportunity as a, uh, a primary residence home mm -hmm. and s mm -hmm. instead of investor, but Jackie could probably tell you more about that. Mm -hmm. um, but there are opportunities out there. There's a lot of loan products out there that will allow you to buy these foreclosures and fix them the way that you'd like, and you have equity already built into your home. Mm -hmm. Now that is a good place to bring Jackie in because um, what obstacles are there? And then the solutions will be good um, because the foreclosures are so hot right now. Is there a loan product that you kind of guide people to? But I guess it depends on them, huh? Well, I mean, there are the, there are the people who have the cash assets to go in and, and because typically by nature foreclosures, have not been as well maintained because I mean let's face it if someone's struggling financially they're more worried about their electric bill than mm. a leaky roof right okay? so right. A, a home inspection is important you have to be careful because you're going to buy it as is nine times out of ten um, and I I end up sometimes depending on the buyer kind of talking them out of it because maybe financially they're not in the right place to take on a project like that. Mm -hmm. And certainly I don't want to help set them up for stress. Mm -hmm. Now you have the people who have the cash to put into it and uh, they're perfect for those scenarios. Mm -hmm. Then you have the people who maybe don't have the cash, but they've got enough to do a, a, an FHA rehabilitation loan, a 203K. It allows up to $30,000 of work, mm -hmm. um, excluding you know, maybe structural, you can't add on to the house, can't do structural work, but it allows for a lot of the things that someone would do. Um, and they can roll that into their loan and still have a three and a half percent investment. Those are perfect for foreclosures for people who do not have a lot of liquid assets. Wow. So um, you're saying somebody could put three and a half percent down potentially if they qualify and do a 203K on yeah. a foreclosure as a purchase? As a purchase. That's um, amazing. And then roll up to 30 I'm going to have to get with you later work. and maybe I'm just kidding. <laughs> but that's awesome. That is really, I mean, I'm being serious. That's a mm -hmm. fantastic deal. Yeah. And now, you know, it, historically when we, we've already always done that product, but now they require a general contractor be involved and the reason is that people think they can do the project right. but if they're working full-time it becomes a two or three year project and that's not okay right. so we need it to move right along mm -hmm. a general contractor helps do that and they also get discounts on materials and so forth so in the, right. in the end I'm it's not really better. sure that right. it's not a big you know it's not a huge right. difference the way people think it is so just know that they would have to have a general contract. Now, as an appraiser, you know, because you've appraised foreclosures, I'm sure, in mm -hmm. the past, um, but sometimes a loan product, if there's safety, for instance, um, you know, we can't close until those issues are resolved. Right. And I suppose the leaky roof, as long as it's not causing serious mold, I don't know. But there's certain instances where, you know, on a conventional loan, the appraiser might make note and say, hey, the, here's the, the concerns. And then it's up to the underwriter, I suppose, ultimately to determine if that's cosmetic or whether that is actually um, a safety hazard. Mm -hmm. So when you are looking, 
you know, for a buyer and you say, okay, I guess this is important to know what they're pre-qualified for mm-hmm. so that you can say, well, FHA probably not going to work because I know kind of what those guidelines are. Conventional, there's a little, I suppose, more leeway. So I guess it's more for both of you guys. Do mm-hmm. you think about that when you're going into it? Absolutely. And that's where you want to, as a buyer, you want to lean on the qualified expert that you're with mm-hmm. as a realtor mm-hmm. uh, or who you have as a realtor to guide you through that process. Right. Because when you go through homes as a realtor, you're looking at the items that may need to be fixed mm-hmm. uh, with a USDA or an FHA or, or these items that we have run into. Lead-based paint is yes. an example. Exactly. Um, and so these are items that when you're with a qualified agent, they will be able to tell you about these things ahead of time mm-hmm. and know that there are flaws about the house, know that you can address those, and um, trying to get a ballpark figure of, of those costs. Mm-hmm. And it's always good if you're ready to put an offer on a house, it's always good to have your general contractor come in beforehand and give you an idea of the cost. Mm. So as far as looking at items in a home, it is... It's, it's always good to have a qualified um, vendors that know exactly what they're doing between realtor, uh, lender, contractors. Um, contractors. Mm-hmm. And, and again, you would always want a home inspection regardless. Mm. I, I mean, those are the things that you really, really need up front as a buyer. Now, I'm sure you know a good one. That I, you can, I do. Right. I do. Now, now Jackie, um, sometimes when it is a situation where the lender could de- you know, decline the client or decline, the, I guess, the property, um, you're pretty savvy about what is allowed, what isn't allowed. And there, is, there a, is there a fine line between conventional and FHA or has it become more gray? It has become more gray. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a conventional foreclosure deal right now where the appraiser uh, in conventional is usually somebody that has more money down, mm-hmm. um, is requiring the, a leaky closet, a leaky roof, and a garage to be fixed because the ceiling appears to be damaged, mm-hmm. and a light fixture in the garage has fallen down, and a wow. broken window. So those would typically be things we see on an FHA, but now it's required on a conventional. So we'd kind of... Can we not get my... that changed? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, you know, it's kind of hard to predict what... Right. But, but I can tell you on the FHA 203Ks, mm-hmm. they do allow some of those things that a normal FHA doesn't allow, like the health and safety issues mm. can be put in into the 203k mm-hmm. um, so that's one way to still purchase a foreclosure and take care of those issues as mm-hmm. long as they're taken care of and with the contractors repairs yeah and, and for people that are listening it's not as if you can't buy a home that's cosmetically kind of damaged if you will I mean they're not gonna they're not gonna pin you know make you not buy the home or not allow you to buy the home if there are some cosmetic flaws I mean that's mm-hmm. not what we're saying I think it's it's more you know the the back deck has clear termite damage and there's a potential safety hazard there or there's termite damage in general, right? Right. And I mean, I just had a conversation yesterday with someone who wants to buy a foreclosure. They have limited resources. They don't know. And they said, we don't think it's going to be able to be fixed with $30,000. And I said, well, how much is it going to cost? Well, we don't know. And I said, well, you don't really need to put an offer on that property whether you until you know it's going to be 40,000 or 80,000. Mm. I mean, those that's that's a huge piece of the puzzle with mm-hmm. someone who has limited resources. So before somebody goes on a mission to find a foreclosure, they need to make sure mm-hmm. what the parameters need to be for the sake of the realtor showing them the properties and for themselves. Yeah, was this all a conversation through text? 
Good. Okay. That's wonderful. Well, we're coming to the end of this segment. We have one last one before we close out with Jeannie Alley and Jackie Gonzalez pulling. Um, come back right after these messages. Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. Um, thank you so much. This has been a great show. We only have about four minutes left in the show, so we're going to quickly just kind of wrap things up and kind of talk about one or two other topics. Um, short sales, uh, Jeannie, that, mm-hmm. that's something that's definitely on the minds of people. What do you think about those? Oh, they're so much fun. Mm. And they're not anything close to... Are you being sarcastic? To, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, short sales are nothing even close to what it says. Uh, yeah. So if you're right. in a scenario for a short sale... Uh, just get ready for a haul of about six to nine months, really. Mm-hmm. And takes- people need to know that short sale doesn't mean that it's a short time frame. It Correct. means that the bank is shorting what they're going to make. Is that not kind of what it is? They're yes. taking less well, yeah. than what's owed on the property. Right. Mm-hmm. So don't get that confused. Right. And they're and, not excited about it. Right. No. Right. And if you have willing mm-hmm. sellers that will work with you, then then it will work out mm-hmm. uh, but it is a long process lots of paperwork involved uh, but it is a good opportunity do you steer people away from it or do no. you okay. I, it's uh, it's a lot better than going into foreclosure so well, I mean I mean not not your sellers I'm saying if you buyers. have a buyer do you say hey I've got a great you know short sale over here <laughs> is that something that you promote because um, yes. six to nine months that's if they have time if they're yeah. not a, a buyer that needs to purchase a home within 30 to 45 days absolutely I'm, you so, give them options absolutely. I would say here's a couple of, and it, I guess it depends on their goals as well if somebody comes to you and says look we want to get a good deal Right. Then you're probably going to go that route or foreclosures. Absolutely. Uh, Foreclosures and short sales. Short sales, you'll have a little bit more opportunity probably to negotiate a little bit more Mm -hmm. uh, than you would as a a standard uh, foreclosure. Okay. um, Absolutely. Give yourself some time in there. In foreclosures, we were talking about this off air. The banks are not going to negotiate on a foreclosure. It's not going to happen. I've never seen it happen. Maybe once in my entire career i mean it just is very rare because they're already angry that they're foreclosed and then there's going to be other costs that they're you know the attorney fees there's a lot that they have to add on to it that the buyer never sees so they're not going to negotiate are they no it's usually close to list price since it's already a discounted price anyways right right. um but i I would say give yourself enough time in there uh and know your time frame Mm -hmm. um as well when you're you're asking for these foreclosures um but normally, it's it's not like the recession. They're not going to take a big price cut from right. from the already the listing price because they're already cutting it. And Kevin, right. I also point out we see this a lot that the banks or whoever's holding the foreclosure dictates the financing. Absolutely. Sometimes they will not allow 
certain types of government loans or they just put their foot down because they don't want the added cost or in their minds any added cost right. possible repairs or mm -hmm. possible repairs that's that, right. exactly absolutely and their own paperwork so our tar forms our tennessee association of realtor forms usually don't work and right that now. what a so, challenge if you have a safety a hazard that needs to be repaired prior to closing yeah mm -hmm. i mean I, I, can you explore doing an escrow one and a half times yeah. would chrissy allow that i mean that's the it's rare your hands are tied you see this because if you have a safety hazard and it needs to be fixed before closing you, you know either i guess you have to just fix it and pray for the best mm -hmm. i don't know and there's not a whole lot of time that you have to work right. in this transaction normally mm -hmm. the banks will want 30-day close or at least 45 mm -hmm. pushing it so yeah um but it might take two weeks to get your initial contract back. exactly <laughs> and then another two weeks to get your appraisal yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. and at this point they're they're having utilities you have to have the utilities turned on mm -hmm. as a buyer yeah. to get inspections that's right so oh, yeah. it's it there are a few obstacles you know what though folks it's a high risk high reward <laughs> a lot of the times you may find that you will be so so happy but here's the deal. You want to minimize the risk as much as possible. And how do you do that? You go with the trusted advisor and a professional, an expert that is going to know all the ins and outs. That's how you minimize your risk. And that's how we um, are successful in doing those things. So we're going to have um, their information on our website right now. Go to thehousinghour.com. And we want to thank Jeannie and Jackie for thank coming you. in today. Thank you so much. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks. And um, we want to thank Mark also for hooking all this up. And Dave, our producer, and Mortgage Investors Group for being our sponsor. See you next week right here on The Housing Hour. That's The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray for today. Join Kevin and his guests each week at this time to keep up with the why and why not you need to know, so come here to find out. This show is presented by Mortgage Investors Group.